See It or Screw It is a spoiler-heavy show. If that's an issue for you, then you can currently watch Team America World Police on Max. Ugh. If that's not an issue for you, then on with the show. Welcome to Cedar Screw It. My name's TJ Davis. He, him pronouns alongside. I am Emily Schick, and my pronouns are she and her. Uh, I'm Dan Murphy. My pronouns are he and him. Hi, I'm Porek, he and him. And on this episode, we are doing something for America's birthday. Uh, America. We're, we're going to talk about, uh, what is it, 2004's? Yes. Team America yeah, World Police. Um, long time ago. A long, long time ago in a post-9-11 world. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we're still in a post-9-11 world, but this is post-9-11 <laughs> and pre-Trump. So Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's right after 9-11, really, in America's mind, three years after, it feels like. Yeah, well, I'm curious when this went into production, um, or pre-production. This probably went into pre-production pretty shortly after or 9-11, comparatively. Yeah, I, I would I say would probably like so. summer of 2002. Yep, know? no, it looks like fall of 2002 was when it went into pre-production. Okay. So, yep. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're talking about America, book, yeah uh essentially a precursor for them to end up doing a musical uh i mean technically this is the second musical episode that we're doing since you know we we did Anna and the apocalypse yeah you think this is a musical it is a musical it's absolutely a musical it has so many musical numbers though i guess it is true that most of the characters not an opera but it's a musical yeah Yeah, well i mean that's the thing is is with the exception of one in mo- like yeah most of the songs are sung um non-diegetically so i mean like that is interesting that you know the characters don't really break out into song unless they are actively singing so but yeah it has so many musical numbers specifically How many with this. people singing i mean other than everyone has aids and i'm so lonely i don't can't recall any other like i think everything else is is someone else singing over them but um I just would have thought, I mean, yeah, it, it's kind of yeah. hard to classify, really. But I mean, it, I wouldn't have thought of it as a musical. Like, those are, like, they are musical numbers. But yeah. it's like the score. Like, I would call South Park movie, definitely. Oh, no, South Park is closer to a musical. But I mean, like, you yeah. can make an argument that the characters are kind of singing America, fuck yeah. Um, because, like, there's really, you know, I'm free. I mean, I could just, I could just imagine, yeah. like, being in the planes or whatever and just, like, as I'm blowing yeah. shit up, just being, America, <laughs> fuck yeah. I mean, honestly, it would have been actually funnier if they were singing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Then have, like, Spotsworth being like, I thought I said radio silence. <laughs> fuck yeah. Well, the thing is, it's just, you know, it's a very straightforward action movie parody and. All of those are joke songs, you know, ripping on those same beats. Oh, yeah. so fun fact, what they initially wanted to do was just a marionette remake of uh, The Day After Tomorrow, because yep. that was in production oh, yeah. at the same time, <laughs> but Which they, they thought did that it South would be like, on, too right? much of a legal issue. Yeah, yeah. So. They, have a, they have a South Park episode parodying, uh, <laughs> but they wanted to do pretty much a, we like, took the line script, for line. And yeah. line for line, <laughs> probably not shot for shot, because they wouldn't have seen the final edit, but like, uh, yeah. A, like line for line take the script and shoot it with mar- marionettes because they really, really need to see re- that dumb they movie. really hate roland Everett films <laughs> i love them <laughs> which like I, I honestly i can't blame them like outside of yeah. like independence day 
2012 is also awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. 2012. I do 2012 like 2012 is it's awful, so dumb, but I, I, I did it. have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, that's sort of it's Roland Emmerich in fun. general outside yeah. of Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. fuck his Godzilla. Oh, yeah. That is terrible. No, there's yeah. no, there is no <laughs> like, high point. Moonfall has more redeeming qualities yeah. than Godzilla. All right. Yeah. Like yeah, Godzilla <laughs> is a real, real bad version of a Japanese thing. Like Ugh. one of the All worst, right. like Hollywood remakes of a thing. All right, so I'm feeling pressured by uh half of our people here to uh keep this ball rolling. So <laughs> let's get this ball rolling. Wow, um, inside baseball, much? I was yeah. gonna say sorry for having a full time <laughs> job. Ah, losers. <laughs> Goddamn capitalist society and all that bullshit. Donate mm. to our Patreon. <laughs> mm. Yeah, someone needs to needs to buy the cat food, damn it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, well, let's get into the wiki plot of this. Team America, a paramilitary counterintelligence police force, eliminates a gang of terrorists in Paris, accidentally destroying the Eiffel Tower. Arc de Triomphe and the Louvre in the process. The team includes Lisa, an idealistic psychologist, her love interest Carson, Sarah, a psychic. Uh she's not actually a psychic. She's um <laughs> she's an empath. Empath, yeah. 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 Who's um, not very good at it, really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she totally convinces those cats to not eat them, so it's uh, freaking awesome. Uh, I, I think uh, you mean the panthers. Panthers, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, I, I do love that in this. It's of, a good like, visual gag. There's they yeah. do some good yeah. gags. Good. Yeah. Having, like, the, you know, kittens, the black kittens as panthers to tear them apart. Having the catfish as the sharks. Like, yep. The, yep. there's some amusing stuff in this. Like, there's a lot of amusing stuff in this that just hasn't entirely dated well. Yeah, and um, also, well, we'll talk about it more. But yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> there's a lot of this film that isn't cohesive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this film is definitely, like, a collection of scenes with a loose narrative. Yep. Uh, Joe, a jock who is in love with Sarah, and Chris, a martial arts expert who harbors a phobia towards actors. It's not a phobia. He's not afraid of actors. He just he hates That's actors. Them. We yeah. get uh we we get his backstory later on because he saw cats as a kid and went back. Oh, we'll get to the, we'll get to it. Yeah. It, it, well, I don't know if this thing will actually have. No, it, it has it. There, but okay, cool. Yep. Because yep. I do, I never actually read these things before we do this, so that's why I do like the editing on the fly as <laughs> we're reading it. Yep. Uh, not updating, you know, the Wikipedia because fuck that. Who does that? Losers. That's who. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just gonna go. I'm spoiling it right away. He's sexually assaulted by the <laughs> cast of cats. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I laughed. I really. It, it, yeah. it made me laugh. It, I, it was the it's the names they're just so funny Mr. Rum Tum Tugger, Mr. <laughs> it's such a country like I, it, I it's the classic of south park like there's other stuff in this that has aged so badly that it's like not funny anymore uh, because it's so hacky but there's a couple that i i you know i feel guilty but i laughed and i can't lie and say that yeah, yeah I, like, no, I mean no, i mean i think that's funny. one of the things that's one of the things that's interesting about this movie i do think i think is like I, it does question your own taste in terms of what you're laughing at sometimes and i kind of just wish it had more awareness of that and to call you out on it um so i mean like i'm just gonna say that now before i forget to say it later but like that is 
one of the things I kind of realized this watching this is that there's a lot that I laughed at at the same time. There's a lot that's just so inappropriate and could never be made now. So, oh, yeah, yeah I was going to say mean, 2004 was a again. very different time, though. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I laughed at in this movie. And it's just like, I feel kind of uncomfortable laughing at that. But damn, it's still pretty funny. Yep. I mean, like, it's sort of so... the reason why, like, Matt Damon sounds like he does in this movie. Matt is because, Damon. You know, they <laughs> yeah. saw the model, and it's like, wow, he looks uh, like an R word. Yeah. Well, I mean, All right, a, we're lot just of the go with it. a lot of the criticisms for this, I think, are similar to ones that are leveled at Tropic Thunder. I haven't seen Tropic Thunder since it came out. I imagine it has a similar problematic dating in terms of how it's dated. Um, yeah. But like, like, yeah, that got much more flack for its uh, portrayal or its language about people with mental disabilities uh, than this film did. Though this film definitely has that in it too, with its Matt Damon. Characters. I feel like at least, at least in Trop- uh, in Tropic Thunder's case, I think they they're... address it a bit better. <laughs> well, but Tropic Thunder's. They're... Is very specifically making fun of yeah, it's of the callousness of Hollywood. Like, yeah, and this is this too often is farce instead of satire, and that's kind of where it's problematic. Is like it can't really figure out who the target of his satire is most of the time. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. but like, we'll get I to mean, it. <laughs> in this. You can tell the target of satire is you know just Stone and Parker's hatred of the Hollywood system, largely. Not, not really not... though i mean like that's the thing is they don't have anything to say about it like they, oh yeah they, they don't have anything to say about they it but seem it's just to, like, like we have no hate... respect for you yeah it's it mostly just boils down to we have no respect for you not and it's just like we don't think your activism is sincere which i think is fair um but like i there's the you know the film actors guild teaming with kim jong il is never really makes any sense in this movie it's no. just it's two no. things that they wanted to throw together so. yeah. yeah it has that kind of slapdash thing that is in south park that works sometimes and doesn't other times you yep. know where it's like you can get a cool thing out of it or you don't but in a movie it feels like a bigger crime when it goes wrong because it's like more of your time yep but the the other i mean at least but on some of its satirical level like and what it opens with and spends a lot of the time on is like the hilarious interventionism of america and oh lots yeah lots of lots of very clever subtle action jokes of them just you know pedestrians getting killed or like the cantina music and the yeah. bar and oh the, yeah no i'm just I, landing I love, in the middle of the cantina square music. people yeah just like, no, I mean in like shooting, I don't... shooting the gun uh, and it kills it only kills terrorists in the in that mm-hmm. room as well. Every all the, all the people who are not in the stereotypical garb are dead and the just like the dancer. Uh, yeah, and... no, the the wanton the wanton destruction of like like you know oh international landmarks. I think it is really funny of just how callously it's handled. At the same time, I just feel like you need. You need reactions from people that aren't in this film. Um, you just kind of go with it because it's so ridiculous. But like, I, I just feel like, like, you know, you have the Film Actors Guild getting angry about it. But like, we needed more of like world leaders reactions or like, like you know, the inhabitants. What about of the Hans Blix? 
<laughs> that was a real like nostalgia burst when Hans yeah Blitz came into the picture i was like whoa like i hadn't heard that name literally oh yeah well i mean that's also like i totally forgot that like Pearl years. harbor was a film like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly i think that even michael bay has tried as hard as he can to forget that pearl harbor was a film all yeah, right keep it his, on keep it on um carson proposes to lisa lisa but a terrorist shoots him dead as he is doing it Team America leader Spotswood brings Broadway actor Gary Johnston. Um, like, don't even mention like everyone has AIDS because uh, he's in he's in Lease the musical. Yep, like which is good totally gag. not a not a knockoff of Rent. Totally, no, not. totally not. Totally its own thing. Yep, absolutely. Uh, to Team America's base in Mount Rushmore and ask him to use his acting skills to infiltrate a terrorist cell. Unbeknownst to the team, North Korean dictator and terrorist mastermind Kim Jong-il is supplying international terrorists with weapons of mass destruction. Gary infiltrates a terrorist group in Cairo, a Durka Durka Jihad, Durka Dur. Um, also, it's somewhat more acceptable for a puppet to be in brownface than... That was the one or... gag I was saying yeah. that, that, that works in this medium but wouldn't work with actors and wouldn't work as well as in the animation that like well that i mean going back like, to tropic thunder like yeah uh, robert downey jr has gotten a lot of flack for being in blackface for, for that movie yeah uh, yeah but i i think it's like uh, well they try uh, like like at the time they were really sensitive about like, we, want, we, we want to we want to make a commentary on this it's um and like the film does actively try to make a commentary on that over time I and mean, it's become less acceptable to even have that conversation so i mean like i i think that there was an awareness when they were doing it which is good unlike other films that have included blackface i mean it's very interesting that like all the episodes of Always Sunny that involve blackface are not available streaming. Um, oh, and, which is sort like, of disappointing because, like, some of those lethal weapons are. Oh wow! Definitely yeah, some of the funnier episodes, forgot. but yeah. Yeah. yeah no i i can see it i yeah, can see yeah. it like I, people are much more aware of like like just trying to get approval to make this an okay gag still is like no it's still a not okay gag yeah. um so yeah it's just you know it's ironic racism and it's 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 never been more tasteless you yep. know um and i i expect that will go back and forward and back and forward like it always does true <laughs> the existence of humans you know uh i uh like, I, that's the thing if racist didn't exist if like racism didn't exist anymore it would probably be seen as more acceptable but there are still enough people out there who uh drink the kool-aid when it comes to that so well, you wonder though well, when they've these, really started to come cases. out of the woodwork recently so it's like ugh. Yeah, because yeah. we had a president that, you know, said, hey, being a racist douchebag is acceptable. Right, right. That's it. You know, all creators just wanted to distance themselves from that. And that's fair, you know, yeah. like. Um... Well, I mean, the weirdest one is that the uh, advanced D&D episode of Community yeah, that is just, like just hard to find because yeah. you, you've got. um what's his name ken jong ken jong and onyx like black paint yeah but it's not blackface he's a no. dark elf <laughs> like yeah. like that that one makes zero sense to me that they got rid of that that's just like that uh, you know they're going occasionally to extremes i'm not saying oh it's just 
political correctness gone mad but there is a handful of times where i'm just like really this yeah Yeah. okay no and i mean it's important that the brown face in this like is notably shitty (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) like like the the brown face and the uh fake facial hair that just looks like you know glued on pubes it's like hilariously bad yeah it's so so awesomely bad um, all right, the team is discovered and a chase ensues, with the team killing the terrorists. However, the city is left in ruins, drawing criticism from the Film Actors Guild, FAG, a union of liberal act- Hollywood actors led by Alec Baldwin. Um, to me, this is the worst joke in the movie. Uh, for how many times it gets repeated yeah uh, and it's just like never funny a single time yeah well i mean it's just like this and and kim jong-il are the two things to me that have aged like like oh yeah and they're they're gags that have appeared on south park that they've now kind of both backed away from um significantly uh you know i mean it's it's so have they stopped doing the asian characters because it it is like i don't i don't i I can't remember the last time i saw the city walk guy yeah it's been a while since we've seen the city walk guy in this time you know like it has changed because we now have like actual directed asian race hate attacks which yeah you know would have maybe well, been hey, very rare we, we, very we rare definitely... but always would have existed yeah. and just gen- just general hate but now like additionally we're also seeing like targeted towards uh particular races and in, in that in that kind of way on a mass scale mm-hmm. well, we've had that they... we've, we've had that for a while because never for forget you know marky yeah, mark blinded mark. a yep. uh asian man because he was asian yep is that true is it yes, was because it is. he was asian yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Yep. No, Marky Mark spent Marky like Mark three years in prison for a hate crime. crime. I know yep. the whole. I know the whole hate crime part. I didn't know it was racially motivated. Yep. Yes. Well, yep. <laughs> usually and hate for, crimes are racially motivated. Well, some, sometimes they're based on, on you know uh, sexual ideology, gender identity. But was it a Liam Neeson situation where he was just like, oh, um, no, he because, like fucking just cold cocked a random fuck. Asian dude. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Yeah, and like broke his orbital socket, and yeah, yeah. Fuck I know Marky about Mark. those. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck Marky Mark. Um, I can get on board with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I thought it was interesting that uh, yeah, the the group of actors is led by Alec Baldwin. I think they legitimately could have had the actors led by George Clooney and gotten George Clooney to voice the role, <laughs> which yeah, honestly I think would have been funnier. Yeah. I mean, I I like that. I think. um I think Maurice LaMarche is doing the voice for Alec Baldwin in this. So. I think so. Yeah. Like it, it's funny. It's, very, it, it's a very good, it's a very good impression. Yeah. He does a good yeah. job. I mean, they got like, you know, they got, you know, I mean, Matt and Trey do their own sort of like, they have three different voices that they use for every character. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, and they got some other voices in there that I think do a good job. Um, you know, I thought that, at their that their female cast is good uh you know and they have uh specific voices for uh alec baldwin and spotswood who are both very good so it's, yeah, I it's who, interesting because um, i think darren d- norris is yeah. the guy who was spotswood uh, yeah, but they also have yeah. like fred tattashow who you know long time voice actor in hollywood and interesting enough i can't remember who the fuck he played but jeremy shotta was in it as well yeah. as one of the film actor guild because he's uh most notably finn the human from adventure time no okay yeah i mean i yeah imdb or uh wikipedia hasn't listed listed as 
Jean, Jean-Francois. So I don't remember who that character was. Oh, yeah. I don't remember who the fuck that character was either. Um, All right. Where were we? Da-da-da. At the base, Gary tells Lisa that as a child, his acting talent caused his brother to be savagely killed by gorillas. While the two grow close and have sex, terrorists blow up the Panama Canal. Because he promises he will never die. I will like, never die. <laughs> great, great sequence. Like that, that seed is hilarious, but also like deeply pro like I this film's attitude towards sexual relationships is deeply problematic, but that's oh, kind of a yeah. hallmark of of action films in general. But mm. like the like, let's be he- real here. The protagonist is you know they sleep together because he lies to her like you know what like it's a it's a ridiculous it's it's the most it's the most insane lie of all time i know but like what she she's portrayed as stupid enough to actually believe that so like is that really yes that is how i've read that yes okay i'm not disagreeing with dan like that's the same way that i read it as well is you know she believes that if he says he will never die, he will never die. Yeah. But then he died. Inside. That would mean she's like dumber than a goldfish level. Oh, no. Up. And I mean, that, 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 <laughs> like she's says competent enough of like, to do like other mental stuff. capacity to consent because she is that stupid. <laughs> okay. But... <laughs> I mean, I thought that she was just using it as a way to just like whatever. Are, are no, there any always... women in this movie that are actually treated with any level of respect? Nope. No. But I mean, again, no. and that's also, you know, kind of unfortunately a hallmark of the action genre. It's just, I wish that they had kind of drawn more attention to it. Like, I think there are ways of commenting on that without just sort of like, like exaggerating it to the point of ridiculousness. Well, so. it's the hallmark of 80s action movies, not the last 10 years of action movies uh i mean in i don't know i mean every every few years i think we make more and more progress on this but it's just like every every 10 years you're gonna see another article on we need to do away with the bond girl and it's just like yeah they said that in the 90s they said that in the 2000s they said that in the 2010s they like you know like i they keep on making progress and updating the Bond girl to be better in some regards. Like, I think, I don't think I Michelle mean, no Wu time and to die Pierce was probably Brosnan. like the best one that I've yeah. seen thus far. Cause like, I mean, they and, made the Bond girl a new Bond. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, like, like they try to make the relationship between in uh, Vesper Lind and Bond and Casino Royale legitimate. I'm pretty sure Michelle Wu doesn't sleep with Pierce Brosnan. Um, and that was like progressive at the time. Um, you know, they <laughs> they wanted to make Halle Berry her own spinoff character. They didn't, but they wanted to. So, you know, no, it's that trying cool. to give her more. It's tr- they at various points, they've given them more agency. And then every once in a while, they backslide into, you know, what is it? Christmas Jones or whoever that one is. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like Christmas but, came twice a year. Yeah. Yeah. That Like they've, you know. Oh, are you this thinking is a January Jones? Keeps... No, no, no. Oh. Uh, the character in the world is not enough. enough. Is, is, is Christmas oh, called something. Christmas? Something. I can't remember just, what her last name just, is. Just but... so, just so the last line in the it movie is the movie could be is, Bond saying, "I thought I Christmas only came, only once, came a once a year." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! It's Woo! it's been so long that since I've seen that that my mind is just sort of block that out. I guess. 
I mean, at, yeah, it's Christmas Jones. Wild. I mean, at the same time, I love Sophie, Sophie Marceau in that movie is actually a pretty solid character. Um, but like, yeah, Denise Richards is not. <laughs> so I remember smoking a gravity bong before going into it and my entire head exploding. My, eye, <laughs> my eyes were like fully red bloodshot, just like all the blood vessels burst in them from it. So I was just sitting in the theater looking like I was having a horrible time. And I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you were watching the world's done up. It's yeah. Yeah, not it's a good not movie. one of the greatest films ever made. Not a good movie. Nope. <laughs> I've seen all the Bonds. It's quite a forgettable one. Uh, it's it's yeah. It's the song is all right. I, would, I mean, it's a gar- garbage song. Yeah, it's, I mean, there are aspects of it that I like. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I still think Tomorrow Never Dies is Brosnan's worst. But like you know, Goldeneye Die is another so, day is so much better than all the Die Another Day has a really good first half no. hour, and then it's fucking garbage. But that first half hour is actually pretty good. Pure liquid trash. <laughs> yes, the invisible right. car is stupid. But <laughs> oh my god, the invisible car is so stupid. But hey, we're not talking about Bond. <laughs> talking about Team America. We have to. <laughs> yes. Well, the, the quicker we get through this, the quicker you guys can be done. Um, I'm I feel like it's been a while since anyone's brought that one out. It has been a while. Uh, <laughs> while the two grow close and have sex, terrorists blow up the Panama Canal in retaliation for the Cairo operation. The Film Actors Guild blames this on Team America, as well as Kim chastising the terrorists for detonating one bomb too early. Gary, feeling his acting talents have again resulted in innocent people dying, resigns from Team America. The remaining members depart for the Middle East, but are defeated and captured by North Korean forces, while Michael Moore blows up his blows up Team America's base in a suicide attack. Uh, fun fact, the reason they make Michael Moore such a shitbag in this is because um, I think it was... He is one? Well, yeah, but... It, I, I think it was Stoner Parker that got interviewed for Bowling for Columbine. Yeah. And then it, like Michael Moore essentially ripping off their art style yep. to oh, try yeah. and make people think that they were actually involved with the movie. I remember yep. that. And yeah. it really pissed them off. Yeah. Rightly so. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Moore is awful for that kind of thing. Well, I mean, Michael Moore, like, like I mean... I can agree with some of his viewpoints. Yeah, I, I just don't, think I that don't, his tactics are horrible. But I don't like them. Because yeah. I mean, yeah. I just I like I one of the uh, what was it like one of the one of his I remember that like I he follows a segment talking about like emotional manipulation with a segment in which he mon- emotionally Emotion- manipulates his <laughs> audience. Very it's just much like, his he's just such, like what? He, he's such a neckbeard, but like a yeah, really yeah. intelligent one. Yeah, he does give you those kind of abuser vibes. All right. Like, oh yeah that, that's kind of how it feels yeah. like once once i did and you don't really understand it as a youth or a teenager and then when i got older i was kind of like i feel like you're actively always trying to manipulate me uh and yeah i mean most documentaries, documentaries do have stuff. a degree out, yeah, of every manipulation de- no yeah. they have to i don't think i don't think you you can't not if you edit yeah, it i mean it's just if like you edit it there's bias yeah well i mean in there's always going to be bias i just feel like he's particularly yeah no he's next level dishon- more, he's, he's, you know. he's particularly dishonest with how he manipulates his material yeah um, it's kind of like the liberal version of fox news you know yeah kind of that same approach which like i mean honestly i for a while i was like well maybe it's okay like it balances out you know for the people who don't have critical thinking you need this kind of propaganda for the people who aren't going to pick stuff up um 
I don't know if I still feel that way or not, like if that's a service, but sure, he hasn't fucking done anything in a million years, so I don't know. No, he's certainly not. Or if he has, I haven't fucking heard about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, basically, I basically, Morgan Spurlock like, stole his thunder is kind of what's go, gone on. So, uh, yeah. or, like, where the hell is Morgan not Spurlock? Much <laughs> uh, super size yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 like, like, where is he now? You know, uh, he just ended he had, up doing didn't TV. Have, didn't some bullshit happen with him? Or well, not bullshit. Like, he did be a horrible person and got screwed. Like, didn't he get me? Oh too? man, yeah, uh, he might. Hopefully, too, yeah, yeah. Like, like he always gave off those vibes too. All right, yep. It, in North Korea, Kim invites the Film Actors Guild and world world leaders to a peace ceremony, planning to detonate several bombs around the world while they are distracted. Succumbing to depression, Gary is reminded of his responsibility by a rambling speech from a drunken tramp. Uh, oh, okay, cool. It does talk about it later. Yep. Uh, returning to the team's base, he finds, oh, fun fact, when he's uh, face down in, like, the puddle after vomiting from after leaving the bar, it's actually Trey Parker with, like, puppet legs in, a <laughs> in like, a pool of um, beer and soup. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> awesome but that vomiting scene is like one of the best things in the movie see it's one of my least favorite I, scenes of the movie. i laughed I'm not a huge harsh. fan of the joke at all <laughs> oh it just goes on it just goes so on long. so long that's why i like it like it it still works for me like i oh I think... it definitely works for... some people love that scene I... it, it gets say, funnier you... the longer it goes and then the final shot of how much with him lying in the pool of it really mm -hmm. like is a great punchline there's so many good visual gags in this like oh there are yeah. a ton of like i mean that's the thing is like just the puppetry alone of just like like time to get serious and then they'll like bobble along like <laughs> yeah, but it's, yeah. it's a gag that they've used on south park forever because they don't know how to animate their characters walking so yeah right right <laughs> well this also had that um you know young frankenstein moment too of walk this way mm -hmm. and then like they do yeah. the flaily walk yeah, yeah, it's good. Mm -hmm. Oh, it, it's it's fun. It's it's not a good movie. All right, uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. it's a, it's Young a, Frankenstein. It's right oh, Young Frankenstein's a great movie. Uh, I think I'm, Team America. I'm, I'm is talking a, about oh, okay, to good movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm very. This is the, one of the first episodes where I'm really not sure where I'm landing on my verdict. So I'm curious about our discussion when we get into it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm sort of with you, Dan. I I think I'm leaning a certain way, but like Same I'm here. sort of since this is purely binary, I'm sort of like in between, you know, going back I'm, and forth. I'm very we'll, much in we'll the see middle. See how it lands. Yeah. Um, returning to the team's base, he finds Spotswood has survived Moore's bombing after regaining Spotswood's trust by giving him a blowjob and undergoing one-day training, you're gonna need a montage. I really wish that this was an original song and not something that they repurposed from yeah. South Park. I think that this is actually something that was most likely they just recorded have used for it in South this. Park. And they love the song so much they use it in South Park. Uh, actually... I think that's how that came about. No, that's such the, a good the, episode even though, South Park, even though this though. movie came out later, 
it works better in the South Park episode because like they don't really like like always fade out in a montage like that whole sequence like doesn't work in the movie and it works on that South Park episode. So Darsh, Darsh, <laughs> like that, that episode is burrowed in my brain for some reason. Lots of elements. I just showed, well, him. It was, it I just was showed a... him these Quake, <laughs> yeah, the, the reactor. Yeah, that episode kind of has it all. It's really good. Pizza, French fries. Pizza, French fries. Uh, yeah, I definitely throw that one on too often. I never watch them anymore, like old episodes. But there, there are some from when it's, I used it's... To, when back in the day when you'd have like much less stuff and you'd watch them over and over and over again. Yeah, I don't know. There's a comfort food element to them. Um, yeah, when they're good, they're really good. Um, and the ones that aren't good, you don't have to watch. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right so gary goes to north korea where he uses his acting skills to infiltrate the base and free the team he, he's he got like a pretty sweet like mission impossible pulling the face off moment mm-hmm. it's, it's nice this is yeah, mean, it's a all amazing of their, action sequence <laughs> all like all but like three moments of their foreign speaking is like horribly racist but you know yep yep I mean, like, it's weird because it's like the gag works when they're speaking French, but when the characters are supposed to be speaking, you know, Farsi or Arabic or uh, Middle Eastern language, it's horrible. So, yeah, <laughs> or North it, Korean, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's not well, as like, blatantly gross, <laughs> but. Ah, oh, shit. I think you guys froze on me. like the way that they kept using 70s 80s hey Porik, uh, I, I i just froze out so yeah. can you repeat like the last 15 seconds of what you were saying sure uh let me get the train of thought oh yeah the one the one exception i would say is the uh the song that's performed during the showcase at the end the north korean song like having watched a lot of materials, you know, from the past and the kind of stuff that they would put out. I mean, that was kind of on point, like mm-hmm. all their, like all their musical parody is so good, but it's like, that was like really accurate sounding like eighties style, uh, uh, trapped music from North Korea that you would. Oh uh, yeah. It was pretty uh, solid. Yeah. The singer, all of it. But, uh, the rest of it, yeah, I don't and it just it. reminds me of uh, what what is, what is what is that thing that's every year like Shenmue or oh uh, oh Shenyun yeah yeah, yeah Shenyun yep Shenyun yep so like it's just what it makes me think of because I always see those you know posters and billboards yeah it's like the craziest well, you kind of can't, of all can't time. escape it yeah it's it, they they go all out with their advertising is it any good I wonder. Uh, it's, I'm sure it's fine, but I've never seen it. <laughs> the billboards, they told me to go. Yeah. For the Chinese New Year, I must consume it. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just like trying to remember. Try to figure out where you were in the synopsis. All right. Although Lisa is held hostage by camp. So he infiltrates space and frees the team. There we go. Yeah. Uh, the team is confronted by the Film Actors Guild and kill most of the actors uh, in their ensuing fight. Uh, uh, also, 
uh, just because we've passed it and it's not in the synopsis, I really love the sad version of the Team America song. Uh, oh, yeah. The Bummer the remix song. is amazing. Yeah. The, yeah. the Bummer remix. Oh, also, yeah. like, these musical parodies are just some of my favorite ever done. And, like, also, that's why it's, I, yeah. Uh, but just like in South Park, I just think they're so well realized. It's insane. They're, they're country music take all the way back then of like the patriotism shit. Oh yeah, no, no, oh, uh, no. I, I'm a, I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. Who cares? With 100 yeah. episodes or 200 episodes, wherever <laughs> it was, that was fucking great. <laughs> yeah, I really think that that voice he does is just perfect. Yeah. You know, God bless America, bullshit. Whoop you do? You know, I mean, this is. This is just hilarious. It's hilarious. Oh, and none of that's going to be in the synopsis. So, <laughs> Freedom costs a buck o' five. Buck o' five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. All right. The team is confronted by the film actors guild and kill most of the actors in the ensuing fight. Um, Like, not a bad action sequence. Again, like, they do a lot of neat stuff with the puppets. And, like, I really love a lot of this movie visually. Yeah. It's just like the comedy is not dated well. And I no, think well, that's I mean, sort there, of there are a couple of jokes that like I I you know the act like Gary, you have to act fast. Like that line <laughs> kills me every yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. And like I if I'm being honest, like I think that the humor in this actually dated better than I expected it to, which like, you know, not all of it dated well, but like I kind of expected this to be more of a dumpster fire. Mm. Yeah, like, me too, honestly. Yeah. I, I definitely but... remembered that it wasn't, you know, Revenge of the Nerds bad. No, I know, but, but like, I yeah, I... I'm with you. I thought it was gonna be worse. Yeah, because like I can't trust you know two thousand four me's perception of these things. Yeah, it's true. We're all from we're all older as well, so we're gonna have bigger you know blind spots on some shit, I guess, or just bad bad habits from our youth. (laughs) Yeah, I mean a lot of my problem with this is language, and it's not that it's you know fucking cunt and all that shit. yeah, you know, slurs. Like, yeah, I mean, this, you know, yeah. we don't like slurs anymore, and for good reason. Like, yeah. Especially yeah. like slurs I'm that pretty punch psyched down. about it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, exactly. I think that's a large part of it. Is like, hey, There's eat the rich. Of... I'm fine with saying that, but like, yeah. I I have more issues with you know punch down comedy. Yeah, no, there's a lot. Like, that's the, the thing is, is like making fun of elitist actors, pretty easy target. But then to conflate that with a homophobic slur, eh. That you made a yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. lazy. Very yeah. lazy. But this was also a still kind of that time period in which, yeah. like, using slurs because they were becoming less acceptable was like seen as like edgy comedy. Like every yeah. fucking guy on the internet that did that the, shit. The, like the Dane Cook era. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. So. That's well. It. I mean, like, it this, was. Yeah. There was this a was whole... a right around that time. Yeah, a whole period of just like let's just say an inappropriate word and people are uncomfortable with it, so we get laughs. Like exactly, yeah. Yeah. that's exactly it. Yeah, and that sucks. I don't, I don't think it's, you know, this is a movie where again it's just like a bunch of slapdash ideas thrown together. But yeah, pretty like much. you could totally be pretty unkind about certain elements of it, sure, you know, and they they haven't aged well. But uh, you know, to me, it's. 
I th- I hate it. its politics. It makes no sense to me, you know, as usual, as as often uh, with South Park, which uh, you know I disagree with their kind of well, they're uh, extreme libertarian libertarian takes. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just not it's not my my cup of tea. But like, I I hope I can somewhat separate the intent and the humor from that. And you know, I mean, gener- yeah. Oh, yeah. I, moment, I can remember about, like where they were, where we were. Think exactly. 2004, think about you know? America yeah. in 2004. Think about how fucking ballsy it is as well to like some of the things that they did go after in this, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, to like, say that they're like that... punching down, I don't know. Is, yeah. This is still in that time period really... where like basically by where like criticizing the military or like uh, the war against terror and the, all that shit was like basically social suicide. Yeah. No, like this was like, yeah, you could pull a dick. Yeah, it was controversial. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, and ultimately that's one of the things is like, I wish they'd gone harder on it, but the fact that they were doing it at all is like kind of amazing. I also just think that like, they kind of like a lot of it just kind of goes over its head and like, doesn't really hammer home a like end point. You yeah. know, well, so. these yeah. and as well, I think these guys are like uh, now. Like, it's interesting that you're saying they've kind of moved away from the Asian uh, stereotype characters on the show and stuff. Like, they're gonna. It's gonna be. They were the ones I they would I would look to to try and see what that level is of PC that people want to be at. Like, they've been trying to test that for years now. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, and the other thing the is more thoughtful. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it's thoughtful. Sometimes it's not, you know, like talking about from basically they've been talking about this since the PC principal character appeared, what, freaking years ago. Yeah. And you they, know, it's like, been interesting had, to been watch that conversation yeah. about it with themselves, you know. Yeah. So, and I mean, like, Trey Parker, something at least. Trey Parker is a pretty strong uh, Japanophile. Like, I know he speaks fluent Japanese. Like, in the Princess right. Kenny episodes, he's speaking correct Japanese as mm-hmm. the Kenny right. character. Um, and it's it's weird that, like, I, he kind of gets really, um, but he's just kind of been like, I, you know, oh, well, I think he was crossing a line before. Now he's just kind of poking at the edges and sometimes still going over. And it's a question of, should you be poking at those edges at all? But like, I, it is kind of a more, there is some awareness there that was not in this film. So. Yeah. I mean, I think that this is also like before he started to, you know, actually question why and how he was thinking these things. Like, yeah. So, hey, people can grow. People can change. I'm very happy that I'm not, like, uh, 2005. Ugh. 2004. I'm, I'm, oh, yep. 2004. Ugh. I'm really happy that I'm not 20-year-old me. I'm really happy I'm not 21-year-old me, although I do miss being able to drink that much without getting a hangover. It was kind of weird that I didn't see this in the cinema, because I usually would, but I did not. No, I remember, I'm pretty sure I saw this at, like, Comic-Con. Like, yeah. Oh, crazy. Oh, is that yeah, on DVD? Like, yeah. Yeah. It was definitely, uh, you know, it was filled with geeks who were very much into it. Um, which, you know, this was a better experience than watching Borat because Borat was horrible and yeah. the audience was very into it. Um, and this is 
a better film than that, or at least a more culturally sensitive film than that, which, you know, we're already saying how culturally insensitive this is. But yeah, (laughs) the original Borat's awful, and I really hated it when it came out, and I'm sure if I watched it again, I'd hate it even more. Probably same, but like, I that's why I was so floored about how how much the second one... I've heard good things. I haven't seen it, though, yeah. Uh, The second one actually is good. Yeah, the second one is good. Yeah, uh, I remember laughing at the original a bit, and yeah, it's aged horribly, and I, I, it it aged like the minute it came out. You know? Yeah, and like I, I think I saw it like opening night, and like within you know, I and I laughed, and then just over, I just started like to hate it slowly from that point on. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, also, in... I feel the same. I feel the same way about the Hangover, a movie that I kind of liked Ugh. the first time I saw it, and then the second time I saw it, I did not, and then I watched the sequels, and now I just hate the whole fucking thing. With I've never uh, seen the one. Not, I've not seen the Hangover recently. I re- liked, I liked it initially, but I haven't really seen it in forever. I know the sequels are crap, but the sequels do the thing that sequels always do of like let's repeat the same joke from the original film and hope Bigger. it's still funny and it's just like yeah, yeah it doesn't work that way like well, comedy comes from the unexpected yeah. Todd Phillips but, is weird I he was I he think he like again I think he was trying to do something with the hangover 2 but it's completely impenetrable to understand what it is because it's, oh, like, it's, it's like it's like it's like a carbon copy of the first movie to the point where it's like yeah no uh, two is terrible three on at least purpose, feels like it's trying to I don't do know something why. more but yeah I mean, it just you know, doesn't work. The third one doesn't even have like the third one doesn't even have any jokes. It's like more of a drama or something. Yeah, the third. Well, the third one is goes on a completely different tangent. Um, but I mean, you know, basically, if you want, like, I just love back to the, the philosophy behind Back to the Future Two of like actively trying to make the anti sequel. Um, and yeah. it actually makes me appreciate that film more. So, <laughs> all right, let's draw it back to and get through like the rest of this description. Oh my god, it's not done? No, no, it's not done. Like, blame these two, man. I've been trying to keep us on track. This is what the podcast is. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. discussion. (laughs) No, I like. I I know I'm ribbing you, but I do enjoy this stuff. Because, like, yeah, this is what makes us fun. I think is we're three to four people with unmedicated ADHD, so you never know where the conversation goes. Oh, yes. After Gary uses his acting skills to save Chris from Susan Sarandon, Chris confesses to Gary that the reason he dislikes actors is because he was gang raped by the cast of the musical Cats when he was 19 years old. I don't know. This this joke. It sounds so much worse when you don't tell it in joke form. No, I mean, I I really feel like this is... I feel like this has aged really poorly uh, in the Me Too era. Like, like so much of this is like uncomfortably close to the allegations against like so many people. Uh, um, so it's like, yeah, this is shit that kind of happened. And again, it's just sort of like, who's the target of this gag? Like, I, it's just like, it's just kind of there. Like, this is not Probably a gag. I think Weinstein, but yeah, but I mean, like, you know, I mean. Oh, oh Dan we, we lost Dan. Hopefully, Dan, Dan has now died of dysentery. <laughs> yes, hopefully Dan can make it back in. Um, well, we have no Dan. Let, let's let's burn through the rest of this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the team crashes. The peace well, ceremony. actually, <laughs> the team crashes the peace ceremony, and Gary goes on stage, delivering a recontextualized version of the Tramp speech, arguing that dicks 
though criticized by pussies, are necessary to stop assholes. No, it it's like pussies hate dicks because dicks fuck them. But assholes just shit all over everything. Right. But you know who fucks assholes too? Dicks, and it keeps them in line. Yeah, much I mean, yes. it's a pro-military message at the end of the day, yeah. weirdly enough. Which really fucking weird, because the, this movie is mostly anti-military, but... But it's not. It really isn't at the end of the day, and that's, you know, I will dock points for it, because yeah. I think really the idea is like, oh, sure, you know, we hustle and bustle, but, you know, we gotta get the job done. And, you know, in 2004, I'm gonna allow that misconception of what's going on because of how much the american government lied um you know oh, i mean it works better also in no i i would have known better than that even at that time you know like maybe that's just the benefit of not being here and being able to see more not not getting the propaganda injections that everyone here got um but you know and that's why i'm glad that you're joining us for this because i definitely wanted a you know a different opinion yeah well we all me and all my friends love south park so we were always going to be kind of drawn to this i think um and everyone also loved making fun of americans you know so it was like <laughs> kind of perfect, perfect yeah dive in. all yeah, right we're 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 a dumb country <laughs> yeah oh man it's just gotten worse all right so dicks fuck assholes too that convinces the world leaders to unite. Kim betrays and kills Baldwin for being unable to counter Gary's argument. But he is kicked over a balcony by Lisa. Onto a spike. Uh, and impaled by the German delegates. Um, Heiser helmet. Pischelhaub. Pischelhaub, that's what it's called? Oh, it has a real that, word. It, that, that's that's what it's called. Neat. There's like a whole Wikipedia link if you want to go down that rabbit hole, folks. I figured he was restarting. Um, Kim reveals his true form as an enormous extraterrestrial cockroach and flees in a spaceship, promising to return. Gary and Lisa happily begin a relationship and the team reunites, preparing to fight the world's terrorists once again. Yay! America, fuck yeah. All right. So intelligence, the name of their computer, stands for Integrated Network for Tactical Espionage Linked Lossless Inter Interpretation of Geometric and Electronic Network Cluster Cluster Epitomies. Nonsense. It is it is nonsense. Awful. That is wow. They don't say it in the movie, though. No, no they, they do not say that in the Thank movie. Thank Christ they don't. It's like, that's the thing that makes you, like, pick the TV up and smash it against the wall, and they were, like, doing this, and, and they, they showed, like, an or a cut with it, that in it, and, like, with focus groups, and people were just, like, smashing the TVs in the, in the room or whatever, and they were like, okay, we can take that bit out. Um, oh, their their director of photography was Bill Pope. I mentioned that. People also know Bill Pope from um, doing that, do, doing DP work on the Matrix trilogy. It's the Matrix, Neo. Yes. Uh, that's why there's like right. that scene with Sam Jackson that's 
Uh, oh yeah, the bullet timey scene. Yeah, be- because Bill Pope. Gotcha. Well, I mean, uh, Danny missed it. I I, I said what intelligence means. What is it? Oh, I'm not saying oh, it again. God. <laughs> it's really, really stupid. You can look it up later. Oh. Not funny. Not funny and stupid. Okay. Well, yeah, I just heard that you were talking about like some of the uh, doing like the Matrix parodies with the puppets. And it's just like, yeah, that was a funny gag. Um, oh, well, because Bill Pope was a director of photography on this and he was the DP on the Matrix trilogy. Ah. That I'll say again. Um, the explosion of Earth during the movie's opening titles is stock footage from Star Trek Generations, nice. which the planet awesome. that explodes is called Viridian Three. The, para- the awesome. Paramount Library—they're very good at using uh, whatever libraries are available to. Oh them. yeah. Um. The Michael Moore puppet was stuffed with ham before it was blown up. Uh, awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, it was. Yeah, I mean, it's obvious that they that they put like meat so the cats and the fish would eat at the yep, puppets. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, which looks great. It well. does look I, fantastic. I love watching them eat the <laughs> the guts. There's some good. Head, I love the massive head explosions and extreme violence in this movie it usually looks pretty amazing oh yeah the extreme puppet violence is definitely one of the things that i enjoy in this movie like yeah. visually i really enjoy this movie Agreed. Yeah. Like, like it's really well terrible done. but like it's so well done the sets yeah. and stuff are pretty amazing honestly like i, I mean can, oh especially how they like repurpose things like a uh, fucking North Korea is largely Chinese takeout boxes outside of the uh, Kim Jong-il statue that's in the lobby, which is just a dude painted gray, like <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I love that opening love... shot of the of the puppeteer, like puppeting his own marionette in the French park. I thought uh, that was great. When one of, <laughs> so when one of the Paramount executives first saw the first shot of the movie, they yelled out in their screening of they fucked us. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think that's fucking hilarious. All right, that alone made this movie worth making. Yeah. No, I mean like the thing is is there's a lot of cool uh visual gags that they do with the with the puppetry. I mean this is something that's common for like most of the Muppet movies as well. I mean I th- uh, you know honestly it's one of the things I love about that uh that episode of Angel with Puppet Angel. Like they kind of oh, like God, yeah. milk that joke oh, the, as the much episode as they can of Ash versus the Evil Dead with yeah. Puppet Ash. Mm-hmm. Like puppet episodes are rad and they are not done as yeah, much as they I mean, but the fact yeah, of the matter yeah, is, yeah, is two words, more puppets. <laughs> yeah, more puppets always. I'm a big fan. I don't know. Like, I feel like I feel like you get tired of it after like an hour, and that's one of the problems with this. Is this movie is more than an hour? So yeah, well, I finally, don't know. Like, I can watch I, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared for like up to two hours. Yeah, that's true. After Ma- that, amazing I can start to get a much incredible puppet much. work and yeah. that where the the objects themselves, the entire set is a puppet. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like absolutely insane logic. Mr. Frundles. Uh, This came out almost three months exactly after the Jonathan Frakes live action adaptation of the Thunderbirds, which this largely... Yeah, we didn't even mention. <laughs> so that's another thing. Growing up, uh, I, I get the impression that like most Americans didn't watch or know of the Jerry Anderson shows, like Thunderbirds, Stingray, 
So basically, that English Thunderbirds guy is the only one that was that like on was my radar thing. as a kid. Yeah, yeah, Thunderbirds was a little like Thunderbirds like was before probably my pop, time, yeah, but like I'd still time, watch it. So yeah, aware of its existence, Thunderbirds was definitely something that probably existed in uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker's uh, childhood. Well, yeah. there was there was tons of those shows, um, like a whole studio just for making them um captain scarlet the list goes on and on uh they all have like funky crazy like music from the time and and strange captain scarlet is one that is absolutely hilarious to watch um but yeah so i was much more familiar with this style coming into it i i would imagine that kind of helps as well with the enjoyment of seeing like these childhood characters now like fucking and vomiting and all that stuff like that does work maybe a little bit better because like those shows were on a lot when I was growing up, you know, like I would see uh, Thunderbirds and all that shit. Yeah, we just got cartoons. <laughs> well, yeah, cartoons I wasn't a, and maybe Muppets. <laughs> like you guys, like well, you we, we guys. Got cartoons selling us things. So, you know, we yeah. had G.I. Joe and Transformers and Mighty Max. Yeah, we, we, we had all that shit too. It's just more like, I guess there was also just because of pure cheapness of the national broadcaster, it would show a lot, probably a lot more than there's only like two channels, you know? Oh, so we, yeah. we, 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 we would get, I would obviously get you get shows like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and stuff too. But, you know, uh, that was like prime time of the kid time and all the rest of it was taken up by absolute trash from, <laughs> from England from the 60s, 70s and 80s that you know they could get for a fiver basically like thunderbirds but thunderbirds had a high budget yeah well i mean that's the thing is this film for was an English, I, yeah. what is, what was the budget on team america because i'm sure it was a fuck ton like and doesn't uh, i don't make think it sense. was as expensive as you think it would be i mean it's like, still it more, looks expensive. more expensive yeah it, i'm so gonna it, say something like 20 it's back when you 30 well, mil 32 in 2004 million. Yeah, is what million. it says yeah like I, I sort of miss the days of like the thirty million, like the the mid price, fucking movie. I'm just curious. They did how... not market this at all in Europe, really. Like I I feel like it was just kind of in and out of the cinema. Well, I mean, it's without their or... box office was fifty one million. So yeah, comedies are it... really really difficult to market in uh, foreign uh, yeah. territories, and especially one that is so as jingoist as this is kind of difficult <laughs> to yeah. appeal to a, a, an international audience usually um, uk and ireland is into that stuff but i think in yeah. this, maybe this one was a little bit too inside yeah or there, too, spe too specific maybe you know yeah this is a weirdly inside baseball like commentary on on you know the u.s's foreign policy though i feel like yeah. there's a way to make this appeal and make it maybe even make it more appealing to international audiences so you know except for the ending becomes very pro-military yeah and i hate that ending i hate that yeah. ending so much um i mean i guess that like i'm curious if they would have done a sequel because they like they're total they're so set up for one and they didn't bother but mm. you know but also like uh, supposedly they you know they did this because they hated working with actors and then they realized that they hate working with puppets even more so <laughs> <laughs> i think they're just misanthropes and they hate everyone That's i mean ultimately I think like Dan. yeah i mean ultimately i get the impression that they really like writing and like they, they like they like writing and they like editing they just hate production like they hate 
production so much but they like mm. the pre-production and post-production aspects of filmmaking enough that like they're willing to put up with the production elements of it but like you know the way everything you know basically it's just kind of like i the production of south park episodes feels like it's like two days of actual production and then the rest of the week is just spent writing <laughs> mm -hmm. and like those two days of actual production are mostly post-production because it's like we record our lines and then we put it in a program and it makes it look like uh, an episode yeah. <laughs> they'll just do it with ai now yeah pretty much i mean like <laughs> I, they do kind of have a lot of programs that kind of like auto-complete all yeah. of their um animation like it's like they do they have like they have some pretty detailed like background artists and for some of their like big set pieces they actually have to animate shit but it's just like mm -hmm. everything like they just have all their characters like general facial reactions like already composited in a computer program and they just like it's that one it kind so, of works in the new way you know that yeah. um in the new ones when it's kind of like old spongebob or ren and stimpy where it will just like occasionally shift to something super high detailed and really well animated for like yeah to, oh to i mean for some like you say a set piece or something and yeah I, no i, I mean like yeah no, the, the evolution of spongebob's animation is really crazy because you know it did start out with these wild zany physics um and now it has a very obvious limit to how crazy yeah. it will go it's like it's like so, the simpsons yeah like, the simpsons lost all the cool animation like people and people always talk about the writing of the old ones but like you have to also include it's the compare comparison of the animation is night and day it's like for for homer making like uh you know one reaction is like a so many different completely original frames you know it's like yeah they don't no, they don't the move to digital smoothed all that stuff out so you know you and and the the proof is in just like freeze framing old episodes you get all these crazy faces like there's a whole facebook page for yeah. like weird weird simpsons faces because like well i proper, mean just simpsons looking forwards look weird but yeah um <laughs> like it's always funny that simpsons always need to be looking slightly to the left or slightly to the right because if they look straight at you they look weird yeah <laughs> yeah the simpson rules they're good all right well we're totally off track should we uh start wrapping this shit up i think we're verdicts time right yeah no i think yeah. we're right around verdicts time uh who wants to start who, who's got a who's got an opinion i mean I'll, I'll start um i mean ultimately i guess i'm gonna lean screw it because it's just getting more and more dated as time goes on like you know i mean sometimes it's jaded in terms of like this taste is unacceptable other times it's dated in terms of like who remembers pearl harbor the movie um but like ultimately it's just like you can listen to the soundtrack you get most of the good gags and most of the uh, and and also some of the problematic aspects of it as well. And you'll get most of the best parts of it. You can watch like a few clips here and there. It's just like the whole thing isn't cohesive enough to make a whole for me. Um, and the problematic aspects are just going to get worse over time. Um, so it's just like, I wouldn't mind watching like clips of this movie, but to watch the whole thing was just kind of like, I'm bored now um when's this over so like i have to acknowledge that and that was kind of my reaction so it's kind of a screw it for me all right who's next uh i'll go uh it's a mild see it from me um not 
I I I can't like argue with a comedy movie that made me laugh as much as it did still to this point. A lot of it is very dated and you know all, all that shit for sure. So like but it is kind of what you sign up for with them. It's not like it's a surprise and it's not like it's pretending not to be, you know, like offensive in any way um or uh, but like it looks pretty bad uh from this point of view uh in 2023 but the visuals are amazing the music is amazing like there's there's a lot here uh craft wise that i think makes it still slightly valuable um but you know it's not like a wholehearted recommendation like yeah oh you haven't seen team america i'm not i'm not gonna go that hard to bat it's like a uh <laughs> a, a, a six or seven out of ten for me but um you know I, I still i still think it's worth seeing if you like their stuff you know yeah um if you're uh, like have any interest in south park that should pretty much tell you all you need to know like, if you like yeah that. no i mean like you south know, park at I all think... then yeah, I think I agree I, with you. It's like the pieces are better than the whole, and it's just yeah. like but it has some really good pieces. And so. it does really fall apart at the end. I agree with that too. That the it gets very boring for some reason in the last half hour, especially. Yeah, that that's about where I feel like it just loses it. Yeah, yeah. it loses momentum. And um so yeah, hard 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 to wholeheartedly recommend, but yeah, I'll see it if you want. TJ, you want me to go next? Yeah, why don't you go? Uh, I more or less am going to fall the same place as Pork. It's definitely kind of a qualified see it. Like, yeah, they're like, I think like the sets, there's some of the gags, like, so you know, some of it is very worth being there for. The songs are fun, but like, you know, you have to go into it remembering that not only is this like the South Park guys, this is the South Park guys like 20 years ago. Like it's, it's gonna have the, the kind of like, you know, edgy, slur-filled, like, crass humor that was definitely all over the internet still at that time. And, the you know, and uh, it's, it like, as long as you're okay with, I mean, it's not like that's the whole fucking movie. So as long as right. you're okay with, like, that being there at points, like, I think that there are elements of it that are still worth going there for. But, like, I would probably, like, you know, if you're like, oh, what movie do I watch with my, like, you know, super, like, proactive, like, super progressive, you know, like, tween fucking, you know, yeah, Gen nibbling or something, like, yeah, maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe skip this for that occasion, but, like, yeah, um, yeah I, I have to imagine what's an 18-year-old's reaction to this movie now, <laughs> but, Not you know, good. as elder millennials, you <laughs> yeah. know, yeah i know yeah but like there is a part of me it's like I, even for a long time now i've i had to separate because so so many people i knew growing up growing up uh really really stuck with south park's libertarian views and the stuff that was coming from it. i remember people like kind of feeding the talking points to me and i was kind of like i don't agree with that level of apathy or just saying that everything is centrist or in the middle uh, centrist is even more applicable to them than they're libertarian even though that is a big part of them but just yeah. their uh, their lack of willingness to ever take a side on anything to me just kind of feels like well our lives are good so we don't really want to look into the things that are bad properly so like i i've had a massive kind of uh you know uh, uh 
ideology disagreement with them for a long time and i still laugh at their stuff you know like well, I, still I mean that's the thing is they're it's still very it. funny yeah a lot, of, like... a lot of it just comes to what target are they a poking at like i i think that you know yeah. like my favorite episode of south park tends to be best friends forever and it's just because of like the media storm around terry shivo was so inappropriate that like they take mm. such good aim at it but like yeah. you know other times they pick the wrong targets and it's really right. really inappropriate so yeah and they have no yeah. idea what they're fucking talking about <laughs> yes yeah although uh they're employees at casa bonita because yes they yeah are now the yeah no that that was good like the casa bonita episode is great like but generally no speaking, no like they're oh the no I, I know and they, real and life they casa the bonita based off uh, of that episode and now that they're yeah now they're because well, they grew up employees. going there as kids yeah. uh but like they are a no-tip restaurant paying 35 dollars an hour which yeah. is very close to an actual living wage yep mm-hmm so, I mean, I would like things to move more in that direction. I, you know. Like... That's in a place with like a pretty, it's in a, you call it Rada though, right? So it's pretty Denver. small. Yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, there are three Casa Bonita locations. I don't know if they bought all of them or just the Denver one. Probably just the Denver one. I think but... just the Denver one. Like yeah. is shit way cheaper there? Is that a good wage? Basically is what I'm trying to um, I mean, it's probably nationally, comparable. it's supposed to be like $37 an hour of like, that's what minimum wage should be. Uh, to for, be able to live. for, uh, for reference, for reference, and it's what, $10? <laughs> uh, yeah. For ref- Pork, we both make less than that. Yeah. We yeah, both I make know. less than $35 an hour. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And they are just servers. It's a great deal. That's what I'm. I'm I mean, just trying. I'm trying to get my head around the whole it's thing. A, it's a hell of a hey job. Be, be careful how you say just servers. Yeah, I'm like... sorry. I actually completely take that back. And I, <laughs> yeah. I have worked. I have worked in the service industry. Yeah. So. No. I. It's. It's extremely hard. It's a fucking nightmare. It's. It's really physically taxing, and yeah, depending on your absolutely. management, very mentally tax tax taxing work. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying anything. The kind. Yeah. That, like the people. Yeah, and your customers in. for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm just man. showing I've my got some horror stories, but this ain't yeah. the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I guess I'll get on to my verdict. Yeah. <laughs> After that, um, yeah, I'm. I'm just. Uh, I'm. I'm just this side of see it. Honestly, like yeah. visually, I really still enjoy this movie. There are a number of gags that still I find myself laughing at. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's like oh this is not aging well and it's sort of funny to look at it how you know the stuff that seemed controversial at the time is the stuff that's like you know the non-pro-military stance for the majority of the movie uh yeah was like controversial at the time and it's like well yeah but then the ending's so pro-military so yeah military yeah but like no, I, I am I am just this side of see it because there's yeah. enough redeeming about it. Like if it's nothing point... else, it's the last great marionette movie. Yeah. No, I mean like that's the thing is my verdict is is just that side of of screw it. And it's really just because as I looked at the film and I said, could you watch these scenes out of context and still get enjoyment out of them? And you could. And I feel like that's oh no, it's a totally way something to, to be them. like yeah. throw on in the background while you're hanging out with friends, not actually watching, but every once in a while, like I don't oh, know, it's uh-huh. more like pull up the clip or whatever. Like it's yeah. you know. Yeah. So but anyway. All right. 
exciting times. Anybody, anybody got anything else, or shall we go for the wrap up? Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's a satire. Satire, not really pointed at anything, you know. I mean, it feels still funny. As a result, it feels like more of a farce than a satire at times. Um, Yeah, it's a funny comedy movie that's kind of dumb and pointless, but why not? Yeah, it has its moments. It has some really good marionette work. Yeah. Like on it, 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 the technical aspect I really enjoy about it. And again, like some good physical gags. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, Dan, pitch your thing. Uh, yeah, you can check out my webcomic at uh, withfetus.com. Uh, Emily, pitch our other podcast. Uh, we haven't, TJ and I have another podcast. It's called New England Beer Reviews. He and I talk about beer when we fucking feel like it, apparently, because whatever. Uh, yeah, check that out. Uh, Pork, where can people find what you're watching? Uh, on Critiker.com, and my name is Meyer Lurk. Um, and yeah, we've been Cedar Squit. My name's been TJ alongside Dan, Emily, and Pork. Um, you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Jesus Christ, as long as that still exists. Yeah, threads should, might should, be a real should thing. Should we get on threads? I'm wondering. <laughs> I think threads is a serious threat to Twitter. So is threads <laughs> Instagram? Uh, uh threads it, is made meta's up. yeah okay meta's answer meta's, to twitter meta's twitter okay yeah. well yeah obviously every like well it I, I left twitter as soon as it, launch, it, lo- it launched yeah it launched yesterday and had 30 million people sign up so yeah <laughs> oh, was it yesterday okay yeah yeah but like especially with the throttling oh of how God. many posts just... you see on twitter like that's like well it, it i just seems like he's actively trying to kill the company he he, he made he just he... gave it to him he he to made zuckerberg i hate no. zuckerberg no he he made the um he, he made it impossible to read tweets unless you were logged into yeah. twitter like how like talk about not understanding your what you bought like oh my yeah what uh wally but yes as long as twitter still exists you can find this there you can see what i'm watching at letterbox.com backslash s-i-o-s-i that's the initials of our show see it or screw it speaking of those initials you can also give us money at patreon.com backslash those initials s-i-o-s-i um i say just remove the twitter Stop, stop plugging the Twitter. Let's like <laughs> let's stick the final blow. Why, why are we doing Twitter anymore? Let's get oh, rid yeah, of it. Oh, yeah, because we're totally single-handedly yeah. propping it up. It's us. It's us. <laughs> yeah. We are we are the Atlas in this situation. Yeah. Only Elon Musk fans and conservative listen to this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll ha- we'll have yeah, to like yeah. tag Elon Musk in the in, in like the release for this. Just like a fuck Elon hashtag or something like that, you know? But yeah. hey, as a final word, I'm going to say, because, you know, we're in America and this is for America, but America, fuck yeah. Oh, I couldn't get a fuck yeah from anybody. Fuck you F- all. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't see it coming. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, bye. 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 bye.